Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Leaders, are you ready to lead? This is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, 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 Action, and Cultural Transformation. We're here today, Rich Barron, my partner, Michael Bailey, and we're here going to talk about leaders. Maybe you aren't leading that much. Maybe you are like you're just stepping a line and following and uh, towing a line rather than actually taking a position and leading. So let's open this up. You wrote, a, you wrote a blog here. It's called, Are You Prepared to Weather the Storm? I would add to that. And what a storm it is, exclamation point. So why don't you get into this about this blog that you wrote here? Well, I'll tell you what, and are you prepared to weather the storm? Just like you said, it's uh, the winds of change are blowing. And that's kind of where I you know, got the weather the storm from, but but it's it's there's no doubt that change is happening very quickly in the business world. It's happening all around us, uh, and almost you can almost see it happen daily. You know what happened? Things that were in the news yesterday transform and turn into something completely different today. And you know, there's no doubt that this is going to have a, a big impact on organizations and especially those people at the executive levels. Yeah, without a doubt. In fact, it seems to be hitting them the hardest, yeah. either in getting them to go along or else fighting it. I mean, yeah. the, the, a lot of manipulate. what it comes down to, this is not a, today the market is not driven by the marketplace. There's a whole new imposition being put on the marketplace where it's kind of a top-down prescribing, this is what it is that you have to do. So it's no longer businesses responding to the needs of the marketplace, the consumers. It's more like businesses saying, this is what you should buy. This is what you should subscribe to. This is how you should think. This is what you should be doing. It's right. coming from the top down. And so it's becoming problematic. That's probably the a, a very temperate word to apply in this case. It's probably much more like crisis yep. rather than just problematic. And so what about leaders? How do leaders, how are leaders supposed to take this on? How are they supposed to manage themselves, manage their organizations, their teams? You know, that's a very good question. And the that's a multifaceted answer probably. But if we were really, really to hit this straight on, those people who are leading in these positions, leading organizations, they need to be strong. They need to be agile. They need to be able to pivot quickly. 
And they need to do this right out of the gate and be able to continue doing that throughout their career. And one of the biggest disservices that organizations are doing for their emerging leaders is, you know, we've seen a lot of this, uh, even this year, a lot of the people we talked to, this uh, learning and development budget that's uh, been cut in a lot of organizations. And that's the answer we get from a lot of people. We've cut our budget for this year. Let's let's talk again next year. Uh, yet, but yet they're still putting these young emerging leaders into positions where they don't have what I just mentioned. They don't have the ability to pivot. They don't understand their own strengths and weaknesses. They're not agile. They don't understand their timing. They don't understand their 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 maps that we talk so much about, Michael. Uh, and, you know, and a lot of um, emerging leaders are asking this, well, how do I get that experience? How do I get that experience without being in a leadership role? And the answer is to be, you, you know, getting in a leadership role without being prepared is, you know, kind of like becoming a police officer without going to the police academy or, you know, going, going, going into combat without, you know, basic training. Uh, you know, th- there's things that have to come first, leadership development, executive coaching, those, those type of things that are, that are, are critical to people be understanding their leadership styles and abilities before they take on these roles. I agree. Well said. One of the things I think that emerging leaders do not understand, and it is a trap, and that is this, you have the responsibility, but you have no authority. Right. Yeah. And you, you know, Michael, you, you talk a lot about power, you know, with with some of these people that we work with and power, maybe you, you should define that, that how you, you teach power, how you talk about power. Well, Covey talks about power, number one, and the ability to get things done. Uh, John Maxwell talks about it in terms of you've got to be able to perform well in your job in order to garner some respect in terms of of going into some leadership position. So your ability to get things done. The next level up, what Covey talks about, and and Maxwell kind of echoes, is then your ability to persuade, to influence others, to work with others. And it's kind of, not let me tell you what to do. It's more like, how can I help you? What would you like to do in your job? What kinds of things would you like to become better at? May I help you? I'm here to assist you in that whole thing. So there's these two basic powers people think of in terms of, uh, you know, my ability to get things done and my ability to persuade and influence other people. However, if you step back in terms of who it is that you are, there is number one, that kind of what called natural power, your ability to get things done. But then there's also this, and this is what I think they struggle with. A lot of leaders, leaders struggle with, and that is suppressed power. Or another way of saying that is your talents to lead have been suppressed, either where you're growing up, or, you know, yeah. teenage years or whatever it is, or things maybe even as a professional, as you've grown up, you've been hit. You've talked about this. You put forth an initiative. It was knocked down, happened several times. Then you just get to the point where you stop speaking up, right? Yeah. So there's yeah, that you've been, idea. You've been trod down so much you don't want to play anymore. Yeah, exactly. And so there's this suppressed talent that a lot of leaders have that they don't know how to get back. And that really is an issue of how do you, how are you resilient? How do you bounce back? If you take a look at resiliency uh, in leadership, I don't know if that's really 
trained or taught much about how do you become resilient? How do you find that hidden talent that you have? Let's bring it back to life. There's that part of it, right? And so then there's there's this to so bringing it back to life. So now that you've got this reclaimed talent. And I'm telling you, reclaiming your talents is a is a big deal. It's like opening up a whole, you know, 40 new acres that you never realized were even there. Yep. It's opening up a huge room of possibilities that you just had not been tapped into. So got this natural talent. Now you've been releasing your suppressed talent. And then you got to move to this other level. And this is where, you know, working with your maps and understanding your leader maps is so critical in that there are going to be areas where you're not so great. However, if you have a good, strong confidence in yourself, in terms of who you are, what you're about, the talents that you bring, your abilities, your skills, your character, then taking on these other areas of acquiring power, things that you're not so great at, you have a lot more confidence tackling that stuff. Most yes. of the time, here's how they do it. Real quick, they say, well, if you're not good at something, hire other people around you to do those things. Okay, that's legit. That's kind of like here, if you can't run the race, let me give you a kind of a, a cane to work with here, you know, just so that you get along with it. Sure. There's something better though, you know. There's something better though if you decide to dig in in the in those areas where you're not as great, where you either derail or you just even don't even go and visit. It's a gap to learn how to take that stuff on. Because again, we talk about great leaders in leadership positions have this ability to tackle like six different leader styles. Yes. They can't be naturally good at all six. That's not going to be possible. They've had to get in and do some deep digging, some deep hard work to bring up all those levels of leadership in those six areas, or maybe even more. Right. So again, this idea that kind of started out here with, with you know, leaders, if you want to lead, bring your backbone. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, there's a, there's a, a difference, a big difference to, between the power that you're talking about through the power to influence through your talents, through your abilities, through understanding those, those strengths and weaknesses you got as opposed to this top-down power that's given to you through maybe a title or, you know, whatever your, your position is within the organization. Those are two completely different things. One of them, and, and both of them can get things done, but one is going to get things done through force. Do it because I say so, because this is who I am. You want to keep your job, whatever this is. And so the team's going to get it done, but it's not going to be a cohesive team versus this power to influence, this power to it, that you you have through your skills and talents to influence those people around you. What's going to happen is now you're going to have a cohesive team that wants to do it because they believe in you as a leader, because of your influence. That's the big dis difference. And so, you know, this this power that you talk about, there's there's a there's a distinction. And one of it is unhealthy. The other is very healthy. I think, you know, you look at it two different ways. How do you how do you build this natural, healthy power in leadership? Yeah, I think that's very much right on target. It's the difference between the imposter and the toxic boss and the one that's healthy and that's really authentic. Now, let's say let's give let's take a couple of examples here. Suppose in this leadership wheel that we talk about. Suppose that you weren't necessarily a great person at visions. You, you weren't that did come to you naturally. You may be a person that's really good to work with teams and get them excited, motivated, and that kind of stuff. But you you run into a situation where the team just isn't getting it. They just don't understand. And if you don't know how to paint a new 
possibility, a picture of, of possibilities, in other words, a vision for them, you may just be stuck. You may have set the, that choke point on the team because they can't go higher than you. However, right. let's let's suppose you take the time to really figure out how do I come up with visions? How do I work to now create a new picture of possibilities, something I get really enthusiastic about? Suppose you actually invest in time in that. Now that could be that could be all sorts of ways to do it. We're just talking about creating a vision. We could also talk about how do you bring your teams emotionally together? How do you bring your teams together so that they're doing critical thinking? How do you bring your teams so that they're becoming more creative? There's all ways that we can go around this circle here of leadership. But let's just say that you now know how to sit down with your team, talk to them, work them through it, guide them, train them, not only train them, but also now begin to teach them the habit of creating a vision. Now, see, that's what we, that's what most, yes. this, this is why, this is why most cultural transformations fail because they introduce ideas, initiatives, proposals to make changes. But the problem is they don't get their employees to change the habits. Exactly. That's the pro, that's where it falls apart. Yeah. So you may have some people changing their habits they buy into it there's about 30 percent that will buy into it you know pretty well and they become now the leaders they're leading attempt to get the the other 70 percent come on let's go but at what it really happens what really works is is when you get teams to change the team habits yes and that's hard and that takes real leadership and that takes real backbone because you got to know who you are you got to know why you are doing those those big whys. Why am I doing this? Why am I leading this way? All those kinds of things that kick in because that without knowing who you are, core values, core principles, your whys, your core purpose statements, without all that stuff, there's only one place you can go. And that's down the tube. And 75% of leaders end up going down the tube. Well, and same thing with organizations. 75% of organizations there you go. flat out fell out there because they do not have the ability to pivot. They don't have the ability to roll with the changes. You know, that 30%, quite frankly, just isn't going to cut it. That you you talk about and and with all the changes in the world that's going on right now. The change in business, the change in, you know, uh, ability to retain employees, ability to find a good talent, ability to uh, engage everybody in the organization, even the ability to find good senior leadership, good CEOs, good C-level people. The The problem is, is if this 30%, if that's all you think is is needed to, to weather the storm, like we were talking with the changes that are coming your way, you're in for a rude awakening. You need a team that's prepared, not only, not only senior leadership, but everybody in the organization from the mail room all the way on up that is prepared to weather the storm, that that understands what the vision of the organization is, the mission of the organization, the purpose, the why of the organization. And everybody is on board together because if you're not and you're siloed up and you got these silo kings, silo queens, toxic bosses, whatever you want to uh, say, you know, you're the time, the clock's ticking quite frankly for you yeah and if you and if you are you know we talk about imposter syndrome uh usually related to um an individual 
what if we applied this idea of an imposter syndrome and we applied it to an organization, maybe even the C level? Yeah. The imposters at that level, the, the, the senior partners, the senior project managers, the directors. What if this is all operating at a level of imposter syndrome? Yeah. We just don't want you to find out who we really are. You know, so of course, then you start bearing down on people, you know, to do it your way, do it or else. Then you burn people out. And then you again, to go back to that whole thing. You've got high turnover. Yeah. And you wonder why people aren't following you. Why aren't they even listening? Why aren't they agreeing with you? Yeah. Well, to begin with, you're not listening to them. Yeah, exactly. And you just train the best player for the other team because that's where they're headed. <laughs> <laughs> that's where they're headed. So that's right. You know, I think this whole notion of, of um, the storms of change that are coming, I, I think that's absolutely true. And I think in some ways it's it's even worse than that. I think what we're seeing are tectonic changes. You know, the tectonic plates beneath our very feet are changing. Right. And and that's why really uh, leaders, you got to know who you are. Yeah. You got to know what those skills are to about uh, to bring it to bring uh, to bring it. You know, not only your performance, but your team's performance and to be able to bring that team together so that it hears, it sticks together, it's listening, it's working together. It's working at a whole other level of talent and skills and character, even in themselves and habits. That's what it's really all about. Because if you can do that, then you will be known as an extraordinary leader. That's what we're really talking about. Leaders, are you ready to lead? All that kind of stuff. So we can help you do that. So Rich, tell them, let them know, how can they find out about how we can help them michaelbailey.com that's m-a-i-k-e-l bailey.com a rich baron executive coaching.com or you can find us on linkedin uh we're both on linkedin uh quite often you can you can find our profiles uh, hook up uh you know send us a message whatever we can do i'll tell you what executive coaching is the bridge between effective leadership and successful organizations. It really helps bridge that gap. And that's something we can help you understand, how understand your strengths, your weaknesses, all those things. And Michael hit it on the head. It's not just about the winds of change are blowing. It's about everything under our feet. You know, it's, it's everything is changing. And what's your foundation like? We've talked about this before. How firm is your foundation? And that's a great thing to understand. We've been taking this group of leaders through our yeah. leader uh, journey here, leader development journey. And uh, one of the things that it's really interesting to see is this, that a lot of people understand the concepts. Yeah. They've got the big picture ideas. They understand how these things are supposed to work. They may even dabble at some level of, of attempting to put them into play with their organizations or their teams. Yeah. The real challenge, though, again, is not just knowing about it and not just doing something, but really getting that deep under your skin, deep into your soul and making the, the habits of how you actually are, yes. how you communicate, how you lead, the, the example that you set, and then how you interact with everybody else. That's what people find so hard and so challenging is they don't realize that's that deep work of becoming a great leader. And that's what we help them to do. You can read all the books you want. And that's what some organizations do. The book of the month is this or the book of the month is that. Yeah. Okay, that's great. But if all of it's getting into your, you know, your head about a bunch of ideas, but there's no real change going on, you've just wasted time. 
and unfortunately that's the case. And reading's not a waste of time, but if you don't really understand what you're reading or have someone help you, really take a deep look at yourself and those skills. That's where well, what do you do with it? What do you and how do you apply it? How do you apply it? Which may be different than anybody else. Shout outs, Michael. Who do we got? I got one here that I think you'll be delighted with. And that is from Lincoln, Arkansas. Lincoln, Arkansas. Lincoln, Arkansas. This is new one that's popped up on our radar here. Lincoln, Arkansas. How about that? Well, hello, how are you doing Lincoln. out there, Lincoln? Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, Thanks for is. tuning in. Yes, Keep it coming is. back. Well, Lincoln and everybody else out there, until next time, um, take care of each other. All right. Be safe. And remember, you know, the winds of change are coming. Are you prepared? Yeah. Ask Hawaii. That's right. In the meantime, leaders lead well. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.